0: All right, I'm going to try something different here today. Welcome to the show. Today, you know, the last couple of months, I've been using this DB286, you know, mic preamp. And I liked it in the very beginning a lot. But lately, I've been getting a lot of static. And I was talking to Jeff Thompson, and he was giving me a lot of tips, like don't keep the phone close by, check your cabling, stuff like that. And I did all the stuff that Jeff said, and I still can't find where the static is coming from because i would sit there and i'd you know i'd fiddle all well the cords you know it's like with your electrical lights you know you go back there and you move the pigtail and you see if the lights on the trailer are and stuff like that i started doing that with all my cables and i literally can't find a problem i just can't find it so i think what it is is i think it's the db-286 i really do and i just disconnected it and i ran it into a cloud lifter and the cloud lifter, I'm running into the Focusrite interface, and I don't know, I think it sounds better. You know, I won't know until this comes out. You know, I'll listen to it, of course, a little bit, but, you know, it's really hard to listen to yourself. So anyway, that's what we're doing. So if it sounds a little different this week, that's what I'm doing. I got rid of the, I you know, I disconnected. I'm going to see how this works out. I, the static, I just can't handle. You know, it's got to go. All right, so let's go on. To, this is going to be the news for the 9th of August. Is it the 9th? Yeah, the 9th of August, 2021. And, you know, here's what we're going to talk about. Earlier earlier this week, you know, or a couple of weeks ago, you know, we hit that deer, okay? Because, you know, I always talk about what happened during a week, and then we get into it. Earlier in the week, I hit that deer. The, or I didn't hit it. My co-driver did. it. You know, But he did a great job. He handled it perfectly. So... I was pretty happy with that. So here's the deal. Trucks, it's in the shop. It's going to be in the shop probably for a while. They're waiting on parts. Apparently there's a problem getting parts. Yeah, shockingly enough. You know, nobody's got parts. You know, COVID, I guess, I don't know. Their inventories are down. So we're just using bounce. We're bouncing around from loaner truck to loaner truck, right? Well, here's the problem, all right? The problem is, is that These loaner trucks are crap. I'm getting them from Penske, and they're just shit. So we leave out Chicago. We're going to Billings, Montana. Uh, He drives over to the Chicago terminal. I take over. Everything's fine. I get over to uh, Chamberlain, South Dakota. You know, Chicago to Chamberlain, South Dakota, about seven hundred miles. That's a you know, it's about average for us. You know, we're hammering down, and you know, we're doing a good job. And uh, I popped the hood, you know, because we're doing our pre-trips and all that. And lo and behold, something's hitting me, you know, fluid. I'm thinking, oh, it's, you know, maybe it's coolant or something. I don't know. It doesn't smell like anything. It's not oil. Ah, son of a bitch. It's freaking death, you know, diesel exhaust fluid. And the diesel exhaust fluid is not going down, okay? It's not going down. So we didn't burn any, just what was flying out. So something, the whole diesel exhaust system f- fried, and now the truck, you know, it's like, oh shit, maybe we can make it to to Billings. We'll get everything fixed there. The whole system fries, you know, so we can't go anywhere because the truck derates. Derates means that it's it it the speed drops to like, I think you said it dropped to like five or ten miles an hour or something like that. You're not going anywhere. All right, not anywhere fast anyway. So, pulls over, you know, gets into a safe location, uh, you know, gets off and off-ramp. Luckily, there was a, I don't know if I'd call it a truck stop, but it was a, like a glorified gas station where you could park, but any port in a storm, right? So, little Tommy drives over there, gets a nice spot, and well, you know, we can wait it out. There's no, the mechanic comes out, I guess, he can't fix the truck. So they say, well, we gotta get a different truck. Alright, well, we gotta get a loner for the loaner we just took. A well, loaner's the crap that 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 floats around and that everybody treats like shit, okay? That's what it comes down That's what a loaner is. So South Dakota. Well, there's not a lot of options up in South Dakota. It's a beautiful state. Don't get me wrong, but there's not a lot of options up there. So they decided the only truck they have is in Des Moines. Alright, that's you know, 370, 375 miles away. So they bring a truck from Des Moines on a tow truck to us. Now, keep in mind, they got to get a tow truck driver. They got to get a truck at the dealer. They got to haul this thing. So we're looking at, I don't know, like, you know, what is it? Uh, six, seven, eight hours, you know, to get to. It depends on how they can. It's a big deal because they got to pay for a tow truck to go both directions. You know, to bring one out and then take the one that they just brought out. So they bring the truck out, and this is where it gets crappy. <laughs> this this opening is just is unbelievably long. I know, so bear with me. So they bring this thing, and, you know, I'm asleep. You know, so I'm like, you know, it's cool enough where so I could sleep, and I slept through the whole thing. I woke up. We were still there, which is a pretty big shocker. So they finally get there, and lo and behold, the thing's full of trash. There's like a nine-inch uh, chef's knife, you know, in, the, in one of the cabinets. I'm like, well, that's weird. There's a bell hanging there. Well, that's a little weird. There's trash everywhere. I'm not talking like a little trash. I'm talking, I opened a side box. There's like half-eaten sandwiches. There's bags of chips, half-eaten bags of chips. The floor is dirty. There's just shit everywhere. And don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. I don't expect this thing to be spotless because it's a loaner truck. But I don't want to... You know, <laughs> I don't want like food and stuff all over the place. So we fill up like two gallon size trash bags because that's what I do. I use a five-gallon bucket and then I put a 13-gallon you know, kitchen trash bag in there, you know, to keep the truck clean because you got to keep the truck clean, especially with two guys. It's just so important. So anyway, I put the two, ba- two you know, I two- throw those out and it's so much trash. It's Oh, and candy. Little Tommy was inside and he was, he was, uh. We carry the Dyson vacuum with us, which is Weezer's vacuum. Uh, Weezer left, but we kept his vacuum in his memory. No, he's hurt. He hurt from that that drunk driver hitting us. Hopefully, he'll be back soon. But anyway, still got the vacuum. Weezer left me the vacuum since he's not going to be using it. That was really nice of him. And uh, Weezer, if you listen to this, we miss you, and we we you know we'd like to have you come back. And hopefully, you'll get you know healthy soon. You know, we miss you. So anyway. Here's what happened. So we get all the candy off the floor. We make the bed. Always put, always put a, a sheet on the mattress, and then we put a like a little foam pad across the top of the bed. It helps keep the, you know, the cushioning. When Weezer got in the accident, that that absorbed a lot of the, you know, the accident, the impact, that cushioning, and so I didn't get hurt at all. I got really lucky. So, uh, and, it, and it helps when you're driving in a road because driving in a road is it's always bumpy, no matter what. Yeah, you know, for the guy in the sleep. You know, the guy's got to sleep, right? So anyway, you know, I'm, I'm just all over the place today. So this is what happens. We're pissed off. And rightfully so, right? I mean, there's shit everywhere. So, you know, it's just the way it is. Then we're so distracted by the cleaning, we drop the tractor, go through the whole thing. And I'm looking at the... I'm walking around. I'm doing my pre-trip because you want to do a really good pre-trip. You get a new tractor. You've never driven it. You know, this is your life on the line. You know, you're driving this thing. You want to make sure everything's fine. Lo and behold, what do I find? The wheel seal on the driver's side, the drives, you know, the drive tires, the hubs, you know, in the center of the wheel, they're leaking oil. Both of them. They're leaking oil. And it's, like, not good. And I'm not talking like a little bit of oil, and you'll see a streak around the wheel. I'm talking like a lot of oil. Like, it was like, a, the first one was kind of minor, and the second, the rear one was like drip, 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 drip. And there was like a, I don't know, maybe like a quarter of a cup to half a cup on the bottom, you know, in the wheel well. And I'm like, no, there's no, I can't go down a road like that. First off, you're going down a road like that. What could happen? Well... Yeah, there's no oil in a place that's supposed to have oil that rotates rather aggressively. So that's going to be a problem. So I can't, I can't, you know, I can't leave like this. You know, this is just an accident waiting to happen. I'm not even talking like a mess. I'm not talking like prima donna stuff. I'm talking like a serious accident. So what did I do? I call maintenance. I say, Hey man, you know, I don't know what we're going to do, but you know, I don't want to wait for another truck you know we're going to have to have somebody come out and fix this thing because this is just like not right or you're going to have to take this truck back and get me another one i don't care which one it is but i need to know you know because we got this tow truck and i'm not letting him go never let the tow truck go and when they bring out a truck to you until you're absolutely positive that that's what's going to happen and you're going to keep the truck because once you take responsibility for it you're stuck so anyway we took the truck Maintenance come out, and you know the guy would take a look at it, and he's like, "Oh, here's your problem." And I'm like, "What? It's leaking." And he goes, "Yeah, but underneath the bolts is these things called wedges. They're like washers, and they go around the the bolts." And he said that the wedges were missing, so that's what was causing the leak. And he, I said, "Well, you know, can you do something about this?" And he goes, "Well, if I just replace the seal, you're going to get 50 miles down the road, and you can be right back where you're at." He goes. Let me call the shop and see if I got any wedges. The shop's like an hour away. I'm like, okay, sounds great. Then I said, well, wait a minute. And I said, I've never had this problem before. I mean, I've had a little bit of like little tiny leaks, but nothing like this. I said, uh, how's that going to work? You know, how's that going to work? You know, I mean, is this is something that gets replaced often because I've 26 years driving. I've never had to have one replaced over the road. And he says, no, it doesn't happen often. I'm like, shit. Are you guys going to even have this in stock? This part in stock? You know, we're in the middle of nowhere. Because these guys, they travel a huge area. Yeah, These maintenance guys are amazing. This guy was pretty good. I really like these guys. The guys came out. And he says, you know what? I don't know. And he goes, normally I take the thing off, and it's like a washer. You put the same ones back on. It's very rare that you replace it. I never replace one. I'm like, shit. I said, okay. So what are we going to do? He says, let me call the shop, see if they got the part. He called the shop. They had two sets of these things. I couldn't believe it. They had two sets of these things. And because the shop was so far away, the other kid came out. I can't remember his name. It was like Daryl or something. Nice kid. He grabbed him. He brought him back. And then my main guy, oh, darn it. I can't remember his name. He put it. He installed him. Now what they're going to do is they're going to undo the bolts on the the hub. Then they got to pull the axle out. It doesn't go all the way across. It's like maybe three feet. And then they got to scrape the old you know, seal off. It's paper seal, strangely enough. It was kind of shocked. I didn't know that. Then he puts the seal back on, seals it up, puts the wedges on, put the bolts on. Didn't take long once he had all the stuff there. And then he's going to put the oil in. Then what he did was he had me drive up on this block of wood so that the oil you know spread out over the whole thing and then he made sure everything was fine i thought they did a great job we still weren't happy with the truck but the maintenance that those guys that came out were amazing now another thing that was amazing about it was this guy was like half sioux indian right so it was really interesting because we had to wait like an hour for the parts so i was sitting there talking to him and he was telling me about you know growing up as a sioux indian and you know, all that kind of stuff. And it was it was really interesting. I really thought the mechanic did a great job. Uh, he was very interesting to talk to. And I wish I had more time. I, in fact, I should have got his number and got him on a show. I thought the guy was fantastic. Um, if I ever break down again, I'd love to have these guys come out and fix it. I think they just did a great job. You know, just a fantastic job. You know, I got their card. Maybe I should call this guy. Because quite honestly, I can drive the hell out of a truck. But when it comes to maintenance... Not so good. I can tell you when things are wrong, but I certainly couldn't fix it. But that's what these guys are for. You know, that's what you need these over the road guys because these trucks are getting really complicated and they're hard to fix. And, well, you're going to have to call over the road once in a while and have these guys come out and fix you. A lot of times, just tires and things like that. This was very unusual. It was a different thing. So that was my week. Then we drove, you know, there's no inverter in the truck, so we can't plug anything in. It was just. No, oh, it's just a nightmare. And like I said, the truck was dirty. That was the hard part. It was just disgustingly dirty. And when you're driving sleeper team like I do, the most important thing is having a clean truck. Having a clean truck is the most important thing you can have. Because if you have a dirty truck, you're going to have issues. You know, it's two guys, you know, and you want to make sure. But also, I lifted the bunk up grab the flashlight and I was looking for bed bugs and, you know, things like that. I didn't find anything, but I figured if I already found this weird shit, you know, the knife and all the trash, maybe I'll find something else. And the best thing you can do is grab your flashlight, go underneath the bunk, look for like stains around the mattresses, look for the crease and crevices, look for everything. Cause the the tray that the bed fits into is, well, it's black. So if there's any kind of bugs or anything, you're not going to see it. So you grab your flashlight and you just look like crazy. And then after you go through and look through everything and you make sure everything's okay, then you have your co-driver do it because if you missed it, you know, maybe he'll pick it up and then, you know, that's just cover your ass kind of thing. So anyway, that was my week. So I don't know. It was a rough week. Now next week, my truck's still in a shop. Who knows when it's coming back? Hopefully it'll be soon. So we're borrowing another team's truck this week. They're gone vacation or something. And we borrowed another truck, you know, a truck uh, about a week ago. So we're just kinda messing around. It's just I don't know, it's just been a nightmare, this whole this whole thing. So I'll have uh one of our trucks this week. It's fully decked out. Um, uh, you know, so it'll be shouldn't be too bad this week. And then hopefully we'll have ours back soon. So that being said, I guess it's time to get on with the show. And hopefully this will turn out okay. So All right, let's get going. It's Jeremiah Craig time. Oh, one last thing, one last thing. Uh, Any tips, hints, you know, anything you want to talk about, dial me at 414-666-1926. It's 414-666-1926. Leave me a message. It's my Google voice number. I'll never hear it. So you can call in any time of the day or night. It it just goes into my Google voicemail. Leave me a message. You want to talk? We'll talk. Anything you want to do. Uh, you can email me at kingfishcafe at com. I'm currently going to set up a, a Telegram account. I'm probably going to make Louiezer the, uh, what do you call it, the moderator of that, you know, so keep control. Now, if you want to see a lot of the photos and things like that I take, then you can go over to the Facebook page, Big Trucks and Hot Rods. I put up a lot of photos and car shows and things like that that I run across. You'll see that stuff there. You know, it's just, it's better... It's nothing exciting. It's just a bunch of car shows, big truck shows. Like the Shell Rotella show we just went to, of course, and we talked about that. And then, of course, the Highway 80 show. You'll see the photos from over there. Now, the reason why I do that, why do I do that? Because I there's otherwise, if I don't, they're sitting on my hard drive. And it's a lot more fun to share that stuff because we all can't see that. So if anybody's going to a big truck show somewhere in the country and you want to post photos of that big truck show and you want to share them, go to the Big Trucks and Hot Rod page you know, and post them. No, you know, I met, uh, Alan was there, Alan Morlock, he's posting photos there. So that's kind of good and nice kid. And then, you know, so it's a good place to, to, to post your photos. Um, you know, remember it's just big trucks and it's hot rods and the crazy shit we see over the road, you know, that kind of thing. That being said, let's see what else are we promoting. Are we promoting anything else this week? High logic stove. love the high logic. Use the high logic stove. I love it. Uh, every time you buy one, I get like 5% or something. I use it all the time, especially this week. Cause we didn't have an inverter in the microwave. So honestly though, I prefer the, the hotlogic logic over the microwave. It heats, takes a lot longer, but it heats things more thoroughly. Uh, just look up hot You know, hot logic stove or just, you'll see what I'm talking about. Yeah. You know, I love that thing. Uh Salpot pot turned me on to it. it. At first, I was hesitant. And after I started using it, I was like, oh, my God, this thing's fantastic. I'll start cooking when I get up, and then I don't eat for three or four hours. It's already ready for me to go. All right, I've been going on for 18 minutes nonstop. Oh, my gosh. You know, take a breath, Kingfish. Take a breath. So that's what's going on. And All right, let's get on with the show. Expand your mind on the open road with Kingfish, right here. We're going to start off tonight by talking about a couple of really stupid things. You know, here's what I did. Well, first, here's the first stupid thing. I did this whole thing about this, and then I realized it makes up to two stories. So I had to start over again. But here's my first story, all right? Driver was going down a road. CHP pulled him over. They found a video you know, the TV screen on his dash. It's small. He's got cardboard. It's like in a cardboard box mounted on his dash for some reason. It looks like he's taking up a good portion of his dash. That would drive me crazy. So what is he doing? He's watching movies, watching movies, going down a road. Well, guess what? You're getting a ticket. This is over by Gilroy, California. Where's Gilroy? Gilroy is that town off the, was it the 99 or the five when you're going south and all of a sudden you smell a whole ton of garlic and it's overwhelming. That's when you're in Gilroy because it's the garlic capital of the world. You can literally smell this stuff. It's so unbelievable. In fact, there's so much garlic in Gilroy. I have never, ever seen a vampire anywhere near Gilroy. They won't go near the place. So is Gilroy a safe place to drive? Well, if you're afraid of vampires, yeah, I'd have to say it is. Now, here's the second story. And the basics of this is that the the cops are putting this, these stories out on... Social media, you know, to so keep people aware and also shame them. So here we go. Georgia inspectors find 14 violations after hazmat truck does a U-turn in the medium. So in I-16, yeah, the I-16 in Georgia. This is on CDL Life, by the way. Go check out their new stuff. It's pretty good stuff. So the I-16, right? Yeah, yeah, the I-16. Guy does a U-turn in the center medium. Okay, that's a big no-no, huge no-no. No, no, don't do that. Just go to the next exit. Come around. It's not that big a deal, right? If you screw up. So, because you could, you know, you can kill somebody. Never, never turn around in the medium, ever. So, after, you know, the cop saw this, after stopping the truck, the, the cop, he inspe- he did an inspection and observed the driver was transporting 1,200 pounds of class 2 non-flammable gas. Wow, okay, he's got non-flammable cla- gas, and he just did a flip in a medium. Ooh, it's okay. Now they're going to get serious on your ass. All right. But here's where it gets worse the vehicle had no placards. They're the warning signs on the side of the trailer. You know, it should have had class two non flammable gas placards, one on, you know, on all four sides of the trailer. They're diagonal, uh, diamond shaped, one of them like 10 and a half inches across or something like that. Anyway, okay. So he didn't have placards, which is a huge no no. You yeah, know, and you've seen them. You know, they say dangerous with wet. Uh, which is, you know, things that are dangerous, wet, uh, corrosive, stuff like that. But this one should have said non-flammable gas. All right. Not only did it not have the four placards, it had two flat tires. It doesn't say which tires were flat. All right. That's a big deal. When you got a hazmat and you got flat tires, that's huge. That's a, that's now it's going to get really bad, right? The driver had no hazmat endorsement. Ooh, yeah, yeah, no hazmat endorsement. That means on his license, he's not licensed or authorized to drive with hazardous materials in that trailer. That is huge. That is ooh, big time, big time huge. Um, I don't know what the ticket is for that, but it's going to cost some money. He had an expired medical card. Oh yeah, 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 it's getting worse, okay? Expired medical card. Now, Every two years, you have to get a medical card. You know, you get tested. Can you bend over? Can you breathe? You know, all this stuff. Uh, you know, as you get older, it can go to, you know, from two years to one year to six months to three months. Things that will lower your medical card are, um, well, diabetes, type 2. I'm down to one year because I'm a type 2 diabetic and I'm on metformin. So I'm down to one year. Uh, see what else will lower it. Uh, uh, blood pressure, high blood pressure, that'll lower it. You know, go, make it, it'll, it'll take you down to one year, six months. Uh What else will do it? Sleep apnea. That's another one that'll get you down to one year. So, you know, the, but the max you can get is two years. And if you don't have, if you have an expired card, you, you just, you know, you're looking in a lot of trouble. So, so he's got an expired medical card. Well, I'm sure the cop is just like, whatever. This is just insane. Then the guy, no log book. He's got no log book. No electronic log, no logbook, no nothing. Oh my god. Then he's got multiple hazmat shipping paper violations. Well they didn't say what the violations were, but I would guess that he probably didn't have the hazardous materials on top, because if it was twelve hundred pounds, there was probably a lot of other stuff on the trailer. Probably didn't have the trailer properly secured in the in the in, or the hazardous materials secured in the trailer's When I'm guessing. Uh didn't have the paperwork in the driver's side door or within reach of the driver on the dash. Uh, stuff like that. I'm sure it was, you know, those kind of 14 violations. With five of those being out of service violations, the driver and the vehicle were both placed out of service. Well, we know that, the uh, you know, the, the hazardous material, you know, I mean, it's just, what the hell? So they must have been with this guy. They were going nuts on this guy. And it just, it does not show, uh, it doesn't say exactly what all the other violations were but i'm looking at the the back end of this trailer it's gonna lift gate it's i'm not looking at the whole thing and it doesn't look like the i see straps against these packages up against the wall but the pallet's like halfway out and it just i don't know i don't know i can't tell from the photo how secure this stuff was in the back of the trailer but uh somebody's gonna have some problems so yeah what are you gonna do You know what you do? You make sure your medical card's up to date. If you're going to do hazardous material, make sure your hazardous material is up to date. Stuff like that. With hazardous material, you got to go get uh, background checks. You got to get fingerprinted. You got to go through all that shit. Now, I had a hazardous material endorsement myself for years. I don't do hazardous materials anymore. So I let it slip because it's good for, I think it's good for five years. And it's just a hassle to get redone. So I let it slip. In fact, I just let it slip recently. They just got my new uh, license uh, yesterday saying that I didn't have my hazardous endorsement. So I don't need it anymore. So I don't get it. No point. But I don't do hazardous materials either. So keep that in mind. All right. Keep your documentation up up to snuff. You know, make sure your license is up to date. Make sure if you're going to your hazmat, your license, your hazmat license endorsements up to date, your doubles, triples, if you're doing doubles, triples, tanker, if you're doing tankers, these are your responsibility. You know, medical card, it's huge. How can anybody let that slip? It says right there when it's due on your card. Stupid. Maybe you never had one. I don't know. It doesn't say. That's in Georgia. Ugh. All right. Now for the third one, right? Oh, this is a good one too uh let's see early morning reckless driver turns into dui why would you drink and drive i know semi my truck it's so stupid on july 29th a trucker i'm preaching right right am i selling i'm preaching i really am because i'm serious about this shit because i drive up and down a road this is my life on july 29th a trooper with a chp in oroville division i don't even know where that is had an alarming encounter with an allegedly impaired truck driver during the morning hour so at eight oh six in the morning they pulled this guy over uh, he was drunk, and then they arrested him. He was well above the legal limit. Doesn't say how bad. Stupid, stupid. And you know, let's go to the next one. Uh, CHP blames distracted driving for bridge strike. So near Rancho Cucamonga it's down in the like San Bernardino area. Uh, called out, you know, they division called out a truck driver for being too distracted and noticed that the bed of his truck was raised prior to striking a bridge. So this is probably like a you know dump truck driver or something. So shaking it. Uh, PSA announcement from the CHP: Don't drive distracted. So apparently, oh yeah, it's definitely a dump truck. Well, like um, oh that's so stupid. It says here, oh that's near the Ontario Airport. I'm looking at <laughs> the site for the 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 Ontario Airport is I know that well because I used to go to that. I used to go to the Ontario Airport and pick up loads right there it's a it's a terminal used to the hub is connected right to the ontario airport anyway i'm looking at the sign yeah the guy he um he hit the overpass for the sign that says ontario airport uh what does that say i can't remember is it how i can't remember the name of the i can't remember the name of that accent I can't read it, but I used to go there all the time. It's the next exit, so he, he had this stupid thing raised. He's hammering down, and he hit the overpass. That's well, was a pretty thick overpass, so it's probably okay. Oh, that's funny. That's, that's It's not funny for him. Luckily, he survived. But So anyway, the CHP, and it looks like Georgian now, too, is putting this stuff up on social media. So, you know, hey, watch out. All right, let's get on. Ooh, today's going to be a long one. Hmm. I'd make it part two, but I'm too lazy. All right, let's get on with the next story. All right, hold on. Let me go dig it up. Okay, this is a biggie. Now, if you're used to going across I-70, I-70 is you know, uh, you know, from Denver on, it's it's Colorado, then it's Utah, and then you you know, of course, you hit you know the I-15. Usually, you go north or south on the I-15. Most people go south. Uh, or in Utah, uh, it's a great place to watch stars, you know, meteor showers and things like that. Anyway, earlier was it last year or the year before? They had all these fires over in the Glenwood Canyon. The Glenwood Canyon. Let me talk about the Glenwood Canyon. There, it's absolutely beautiful. All right, it's absolutely beautiful. Glenwood Canyon. In the middle of it, it's amazing they were able to build a road there to begin with. In the middle of it, there's a hydro, a little tiny hydroelectric dam, almost like the one on the eighty-four in Weber Canyon over there in 84 in, in uh, Utah, you know, like, you know, between 80 and, and 15, it's a beautiful one there too. You know, it's kind of small, old. I think the one in in uh, 70 in Glenwood Kinney might be a little bit bigger, I'm not sure. Anyway, when you go through this, it's an elevator bridge. It's up on pylons for quite a bit of it. And inside of it, you'll see the, the Colorado River cuts through. There's a few rest areas in there. Also, there's, um, the train goes through, of course, and then a road, it's a canyon. It weaves back and forth. If you've ever been through Virgin River Canyon or the, gir- the you know, over in, uh, you know, Arizona, Utah, or the North Carolina, Tennessee, the Gorge, you know, it's that kind of thing. It's a uh, tight area. It's, you know, you can't go over 50. And uh, if you do, just remember the cameras. They monitor it with cameras. But it's it's just a beautiful, just beautiful stretch of road. I love it. And the, you know, I got some great photos from there. I don't know if I have any of my, see if I can find one anyway. Yeah. Should put it in the show notes. Anyway, the Glenwood Canyon, which is on I-70, which is between, uh, Glenwood, which is the town of Glenwood in the town of Glenwood is, um, what are they famous for? I don't know what they're famous for, but when I drive by, there's like a bunch of steam baths and things like that. And, uh, hot, uh, what do you call them? Hot water pools or whatever. There's a bunch of hotels. I've always wanted to stop there. I thought it'd be a great vacation spot. And because during the winter, I see people on these, you know, it's like freezing out and they're inside these pools swimming outside, you know, and it's natural hot water stuff. I just think it looks cool, you know. And on the east side, there's, uh, wasn't that one, you know, a few thousand, years ago, they had a, well, was it Dyer? I think it's dire. That That was one of the last volcanoes in that area to explode. So it was like I don't know, like fifty thousand, hundred thousand 100,000 years ago, something silly like that. I don't remember. I looked it up a long time ago. I vaguely, I don't know why that even came to my mind. But anyway, when you're going through the Virgin, not the Virgin, the uh, the Glenwood Canyon, you know it's very scenic. You know you have the the road, you have the Colorado River, which you know when it, when the spring hits, the water rises pretty high, and then you have the the train. It's just absolutely beautiful. It's a beautiful drive. One of my favorites favorite places to drive even though you can only go 50 anyway and very twisty very curvy very high mountains just a beautiful drive love to go through there so what's going on with that well a couple years ago they had a bunch of forest fires up there killed a lot of trees sadly well I imagine that had a lot to do with what happened so they had a huge heavy rainfall caused mudslides mudslides fell down flooded the river area out so now they'll you know the interstate's underwater Part of it, a lot of it, a lot of it's underwater, a lot of it's under mud. There's mud everywhere, the entire road shut down. So if your plan is to go across 70 in the near future, which they don't know when this thing's going to open up again, um, they're probably going to have to do some, you know, some reinforcement on the mountainside. Uh, You're going to have to take like 1580, you know, if you're going up to, you know, you can go across 80 or you can go across 40. It just depends on where you're going. So, I don't know. Take a look at your map before you hit it because you're not getting through on 70. If you're, if, you know, Glenwood's in, if you got to go past Glenwood either way, it's just not going to happen. So, it looks pretty bad. So, keep that in mind. All right. Glenwood Canyon is closed. And there's really no good way around it other than shooting up to 80. There's a couple of bypasses, but they're, you know, not a lot of fun in a truck and I wouldn't recommend them you know i've heard people i haven't done it myself but i've heard other people say it's just torture so i80 you're like going up to you know midwest or something just go 1580 and then take 80 over or if you're going to like let's say you're going like l.a. to chicago go fifteen eighty eighty 80 over to chicago or go 15 to 40 40 over to uh 44 40 up 44 up to 57 57 or 55 up to Chicago something like that that'll work for you. All right, so let's get moving on. We got a long way to go and I'm making this one long. I don't know why I'm all amped up tonight. What did I Oh, I drank chocolate milk with lettuce sugar in it. Shh, don't tell the doctor. I'm a diabetic and I'm not supposed to drink anything with sugar. But I don't drink anymore, so I think it's okay once in a while. But don't say anything to her cuz she'll pitch me out. All right, let's get moving on. All right. Next story. Well, oh, I'm all amped up tonight. Maybe it's all that sugar. Anyway, this one's pretty cool. You know, this this is a big accomplishment. Don't see this too often. I was there when Roy Lincoln over at YRC got uh, his 5 million miles, which is an amazing, amazing number. Just, you know, I like Roy. He was a good man. And it's very, very few people ever get to this level. But I probably, I don't know, probably have around 3 million myself. I'm not sure anymore. But anyway.
1: Funny thing about that, when I
0: first got my first million, I was walking to the house and they had given me a plaque and I dropped the plaque. And I said to my wife, I said, hey, look at this. And she goes, and she was watching me come in from the window. She goes, so you got a plaque for driving one million miles, but you couldn't even make it in the house without dropping the plaque. But yet you can drive across the country and not get in an accident. And then she gave me that you know that look only your wife could give you that calls you out on your P.S. and I was like I couldn't stop laughing it was so funny because she was right. But anyway, a Walmart driver hit four million miles, which is a big accomplishment because I, I highly doubt these guys are going like seven hundred miles at a stretch. You know, so that's pretty amazing. Plus, they're going into these stores and there's a lot of traffic. They're going into these cities. They're doing a lot of packing. You know, so this is a pretty big accomplishment. Five million miles is pretty amazing. So um, the Walmart store in Lawrence, South Carolina, recently held an event to celebrate four million miles by driver Chris Darling. Darling was surprised with a police escort as his trucking colleagues and friends stood stood alongside their park trucks to cheer him on. Darling was also surprised with a sign and a cake to celebrate his epic achievement. So I guess what happened, you know, this is pretty funny. You know, he's you know, maybe he didn't even know. That would be hilarious. He pulls down, he's gonna make his regular delivery. All these cops are all lit up, all the people he knows are there, and he what the hell's going on? <laughs> I love it. Walmart, way to go, way to go, Walmart. I'm not a big fan of these self-checkout things that have taken over lately, but this I'm a fan of. So uh driver Chris Darling, you know, just keep in mind this guy has been driving for four million miles and you know this is pretty amazing some people can't even make it around the block without wrecking the truck this guy went four million miles chris darling hey we salute you buddy all right let's get moving on oh and i should add that i just watched the video for it when uh he opened up the back doors of the trailer there was a big placard that said congratulations on four million miles that's classy way to go walmart i'm not a you know I give credit where credit's due. That's a good one. All right, let's move on now. All right, earlier this week, the CVSA, that's the Commercial Vehicle Safety Alliance, released the results from the year's biggest commercial vehicle inspection effort. Yeah, it's a big three-day blitz. You know, the one we had in May, it was the 4th, 5th, and 6th. And they do that in the United States, Canada, and Mexico. It's a kind of a big deal. Yeah, You want to make sure your stuff's clean. If you're doing what you're supposed to do, you'll have no problems. You know, just do what you're supposed to do. Clean the trash up around your truck. Anyway, they did, uh, let's see, more than 40,000 commercial vehicle inspections were performed in a 72-hour period. That's 40,000. So keep in mind, they're only looking for low-hanging fruit, you know, just easy stuff. Tires, brakes, lights, shit like that. So just make sure you have that stuff. Now, the CVSA says that a total of 6,710 commercial motor vehicles and 2,080 drivers were placed out of service during the road check. A 16.5 percent vehicle and a 5.3 driver out of service rate. That's ridiculous. You know the 16.5. That's really high. I think. You know, I don't know what it is in the past, but still, that seems kind of high to me. This year's inspectors focused on two category, uh, two category, two categories of violations during the road track. hours of service violations and lighting violations. Lighting is easy, but a lot of they're always going to check brakes. They're always going to check tires. Thump thump on the tires. It's easy. And brakes are easy to check, too. Now, the hours of service violations were the most cited driver out of service violation in 20... uh, Let me try that again. Hours of service violations were the most cited driver out of service violation in 2021. Yeah, try saying that 10 times fast. At a 41.5% of all drivers out of service violations, with a total of 12,003 out of service violations recorded. Well, I'm not sure what I just said there, but... 12,000 or 1203 out of service violations recorded so here's the top five okay this is the top five driver out of service violations okay hours of service 41 percent you know driving past 11 and uh, not taking your half hour 30 minute break is huge huge okay that's huge don't you always take your 30 minute break it's not that big a deal you're going to stop for 10 minutes could take a leak or something just stretch it out to 30 big deal Wrong class license, 565. That's 19.5% of these guys. You know, probably didn't have a CDL, that kind of thing. I don't know how you wouldn't do that. Other, what is other? I don't know what other is. Everything that didn't fit, that's 482 with 16.6%. Uh, probably medical cards, things like that. Uh, false logs, 427 with a 14.7. So 427 people falsified their logs. Don't falsify your logs. It's just, just stupid. Just don't do it. And number five, suspended license, 132 people. If you have a suspended license, don't leave the house until you get that shit straightened out, okay? Just don't do it. You're asking for trouble. It says here, other, oh, here it is. Examples of other driver violations include operating without the required operating authority. Yeah, you can't haul what you're supposed to. Expired or no medical certificate. Yeah, I said that's what I thought it was going to be, one of those at least. Operating a commercial motor vehicle while ill or fatigued. Oh, how would you, well, that's a rough one to classify. Everybody's tired though. Um, I don't know. That's subjective. Driving while prohibited in the drug and alcohol clearinghouse, etc. cetera. So the, the drug and alcohol clearinghouse is the thing you have to register with. Uh, just go to drug and alcohol clearinghouse. Register yourself if you need it, if you're going to get a new job. It really takes a few minutes. I did it last year. It was no big deal. Uh, it keeps track of if you got busted for smoking weed or something or a bad, uh, you know, bad piss test. And, you know, so then, you, know, they, you know, that's where they keep track of all that stuff. Then inspectors recorded a total of 1,367 out-of-service lighting violations, accounting for 14.1% of all vehicle out-of-service violations. Lighting was the third most cited violation during road check after brake systems and tires. So here's the top five. Brake systems. 2,564, that's 26% of them. Tires, 1,804, you know, probably uh, not enough tread, flat tires, things like that. Lights, 1,367, 14%. Brakeage, you know, lights were probably uh, light out. Uh, ABS could be an ABS light, you know, didn't light up or something. Who knows? Brake adjustment, 1,203, 12.4%. Cargo securement, you know, you don't have your shit secured. That uh, was 12.3. and then since nineteen eighty-eight, more than one point seven million roadside inspections have been conducted during International Road Check. So when Road Check comes around, just you know, just keep yourself clean, do what you're supposed to do, and you won't have any problems. All right, I gotta use the restroom. I'll be right back. Okay, well we're up to forty-two minutes, and we just barely started. All right, I gotta get to bed soon. I gotta get up early in the morning and go to work. So anyway, I'm going to go to Montana, Chicago. I live in Milwaukee, and I gotta drive to Milwaukee, then go to Montana. And I'm going to take somebody else's truck tomorrow, because mine's still in the shop, unfortunately. Okay, so, wow, I really like the fact that I'm not hearing all that static this week. Oh, it's so refreshing. And so, anyway, let's get on with the next story. That one was pretty big and okay what's next oh more and more and more and more and more all right this is a big deal i don't know Yeah, you know, i don't know what this deputy could have done any different and you know what a you know this this next one's very disturbing anyway what happened was over in hugo colorado i'm not sure which road that's off of but it's in lincoln county a uh, driver called in and said that he suspected there was theft. Somebody broke the seal off his trailer and the door was open. So he called the cops. The cops showed up. This is 3 in the morning, 3.15 in the morning. So the cops talking to the to the driver and the driver is explaining what happened. And the the guy who broke in was hiding behind the door. One door was open. He was hiding behind the driver's side. You know, the doors open, swing doors. So he's hiding behind that door. As soon as the cop got up within close range, she's talking to the driver. This guy jumps out and starts popping off rounds and he gets three in the deputy. You know, one he pierced his lung apparently. And, uh, luckily for him, you know, from the dash, the body cam, I watched the body cam footage. Just like a Pugo, Colorado, uh, deputy Mike cotton video. And they released it. You'll find it probably on YouTube or something. Anyway, the, um, you know, the guy, you can see the guy clearly hiding in the door. If you pause it anyway, Yeah, I don't know what happened to the driver. The driver just appeared pretty fast. But the, uh, you know, the cop was able to call for help. It took 21 minutes. Thank God. The other guy took off and didn't finish the cop off. The cop lived. And then they found the guy. Yeah, the suspect. His name was Tristan. What was his name? Tristan something. I don't know why he would have did this. But 25-year-old Tristan Ensinger. Yeah. They found him uh, the next day with a self-inflicted gunshot wound, and then they learned that Ensinger had committed a murder a few days prior to the ambush. So he was on a run. He had hurt somebody before. Just be, you know, twenty-five years old. What you know? I don't know what happened in the first one, but you know, don't I don't know. Just don't make it worse, man. So anyway, they got help to him. They got the. They got him to the hospital, and uh, you know. Officer Hunt's gonna survive it. You know, this is uh yeah, you know, this is a sad tale. Uh you know, just I I just I don't know. It just I can't imagine walking And this looks like one of the parking areas that they were at and I just can't imagine this, you know, happening, you know, it's just yeah, you know, what these guys go through, so I don't know. I'm not always a fan of the cops, but in this particular case, this cop was just doing his job. He seemed like he was a pretty decent guy. He was talking to the driver. All of a sudden, bam, this guy jumps out and starts popping rounds into him. And uh, not cool. Not cool at all. So, uh, Officer Hutton, we're glad you made it home safely. All right, we're, You know, you were in the hospital for a while. We're glad you got home. But just insanity. And Mr. Ensinger, um, I don't know what your story is. I wish you could have got help. You know? You weren't across. You're so down on your luck. You're so down on what's going on in your life. You know, get some help. Talk to somebody. You know, don't freak out. Don't shoot. You know, just just talk to somebody. All right? Yeah, everything can be worked out. Just talk to somebody. All right, let's get moving on. All right. You know, just, just every week there's some insane story that just blows me away. This one's just from a couple of days ago. Apparently a driver, you know, his rig caught on fire probably... I don't know, maybe brakes or something. Who knows? This is down in Big Cabin. Big Cabin is on the 44, you know, right there by the, uh, uh, just west of the Venita uh, on the 44, just west of the, in Oklahoma, just west of Venita. You know where the big McDonald's is? It goes across the highway, that thing. You know, the Roy, it's on the Roy Rogers. It's the 44. Anyway, i uh, been going there for years. The You had the Big Cabin truck stop, which is, you know, pretty famous. Got a big Indian statue in the front. And then across the street on the south side of the highway, they have the Loves, which is just built a few years ago. Well, here's the big deal, all right? This incident occurred at five AM at the Loves Truck Stop near Big Cabin, Oklahoma. Let's just look at Big Cabin, Oklahoma truck stop fire on uh August what is it? August fifth, August sixth. Anyway, I think it's August sixth. It's either the fifth or the sixth. This one's unbelievable. So anyway, the truck caught on fire, which is Okay, that's nothing un, 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 unusual. It happens all the time. What I, What was unusual at this one is, is the guy had 27,000 pounds of aerosol deodorant cans, you know, like Right Guard or something. He didn't say what the brand was, but he just had, you know, deodorant cans. Oh, okay, experiencing brake trouble. So he pulls into the Loves, you know, which they fairly just built. Now that Loves, this is probably good that this is built this way, but that Loves is broken up, the... The fuel island is on the west side of the of the road. And then on the other side of the road, on the east side of the road, is parking and also their tire shop. So I guess that's good. Because the thing blew up. Not only did it blow, I mean, it blew up. It looks like the Hindenburg. I was surprised somebody wasn't yelling, oh my God, the humanity. And the flames were just massive. In the video, it shows there's nothing left of that truck. Or at least the trailer anyway. Absolutely nothing left of it and it looks like oh i don't know it's crazy but anyway that's insane insane looks like there's a possibly a ups truck over in the photo but unbelievable unbelievable semi hauling aerosol deodorant cans explodes at oklahoma truck stop wow And I'm not talking like a little bit of flame. I'm talking like some massive flames. Go Google that one. You'll see what I'm talking about. Oh, my God. All right. The things we see. All right. Let's get moving on. Well, no, this is lovely. I don't know how this is. This is just from a couple of days ago. I don't know. I haven't looked this one up. Uh, Serious commercial vehicle traffic backups were reported on Friday. This is just the other day. Following the Ambassador Bridge in Detroit and other locations after Canadian border agents went on a work slowdown great good for you so I guess there's like big pile you know there's always a weight there anyway so would anybody even notice it great for you the Canadians are getting pissed off unbelievable so we'll keep an eye on that one if they haven't resolved it already probably hasn't and what's this one a uh, woman who a woman who let me try that again woman who recruited truck drivers for human smuggling scheme sentenced to federal prison good A Texas woman has been sent to prison. I thought I was going to say president there for a second. To prison on charges related to recruiting drivers to participate in a human smuggling scheme. Maria Rivera Maldonado, 58, was ordered to serve 60 months. You know, that doesn't seem long enough to me. 60 months in prisons, followed by three years of supervised release. Rivera Maldonado pleaded guilty to conspiracy to transport illegal aliens in September 2020. So I guess she was uh, uh, was arrested at the time as the driver of a scout vehicle for the semi. Oh, Smokey and Abandon in real life, except people. You know what? Don't do human smuggling. You're a professional driver, okay? Don't do that shit, all right? It's evil. It's just downright evil. We don't do that, all right? This is our industry. Don't do smuggling, okay? It's, it's evil. It is just downright right evil all right don't do it all right let's get moving on all right we went long today hopefully there's no static in this one so i think i solved my problem by cutting out the d 286 db 286 and well i don't know it was kind of a hassle it's a bummer it's a waste of money but you know know, i needed something with a preamp to run the, the microphone so i don't know we'll see how it sounds the thing is is you're not you never know how good you sound. You, you know, you know you always sound you're always more critical of your own voice than you should be. Like I don't think I sound that great. I think I sound kind of monotone, but you know, give me a you know, shoot me a message. Let me know how I sound. Tell me what you think. Give me a you know, give me a shout out. Four one four six 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 one nine two six. It's a Google voice number. Call, leave a message. I'll put you on the show. Other than that, uh, you know, not too much going on. I don't know what we're going to be doing. Mostly car shows, things like that. I get my birthday coming up next week. I think my grandson's coming up, and then of course, hopefully, we'll get back in our own truck soon. Don't forget, check out the Hot Logic stove. It's great. It's a great stove. I love it. You know, I just love that thing, and uh, it's easy to use. I, I say get the one ten version, and then just plug it into an inverter. Yeah, that's what I do. It's easy. And then uh, what else? What else is going on? Uh, the gecko that's that worked pretty good ironically i put that up and then like a week later little tommy hit a deer which is you know that's a little, i don't know is that an old one i don't know but at least we caught it on tape and like i said if you go to the youtube and you go to trucking with kingfish you'll see that he hit the deer and uh the way he hit it is just perfect you know it it sucks that he hit the deer don't get me wrong but it's also great that he didn't overreact he didn't uh swerve he didn't do anything crazy you know he didn't wreck the truck and that's important you know he handled it just perfectly it was textbooked you know and that's exactly the way you should handle it because it's you swerve you're gonna head into the car you're gonna go off the road who knows what's gonna happen don't hit deer if you can help it but if you do do it exactly like little tommy did so that being said i'm gonna go ahead and call this one quits we're just shy of an hour which is really long since we usually only go about 20 minutes but I don't know, maybe I had too much sugar today. I'm in a good mood. You know, I got rid of that static, I think. We'll find out tomorrow when I listen to myself on the way to work and uh, evaluate it. But don't be afraid to call me. Leave me a message. If you got any news tips? Leave me a message. I'd love to hear it. I'd love to hear whatever you got. Because I can't be everywhere. I'm a truck driver, just like you. Or if you want to be one, you know, that's what I've been doing for a while. And yeah, you know, it can be a hard life, but I've enjoyed it. Remember, get over for stop tow trucks. See tow trucks, cops, ambulances, anything on a shoulder. Get over. All right, just get over. Don't hesitate. Get over. Give those people some room. They're working on the side of the road. It's a dangerous job. All right. That being said, check out the show notes. All right. There's some Amazon stuff there. Go click on it. Go buy some shit. Even if you're gonna, if you're just gonna go to Amazon, just go click on the damn link. Go there and then go search what you're going to get and I'll get a kickback and I can use it towards the show. I need a new camera. All right. I could use a new camera. Well, it's a new toy. So anyway, that's all I got. I'll text you later. Kingfish out.